Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode from Setting the Tone. Today is our The Bite special. Stick around because we'll be telling you more about that right after this.
everyone and welcome back to today's episode. Today is the Bites special. I've got a wonderful interview with Jordan from the band The Bites from LA, California, who are a brand new band. For those of you who do not know, they have recently been around for a number of years and have just released over the last couple of weeks their brand new debut album, Squeeze, and are due to hit the UK in November and playing a host of venues. Um, if you head over to the Bites LinkedIn tree, you'll find the dates on there, as well as they've got some in-store appearances as well they are very limited though they are not going to be every in-store on every date so um i believe places like leeds in rough trade uh manchester will be another one i believe as well in london um if you head over to the bites website um which will be on second tones facebook page you can find all the links there you'll be able to see what dates are coming up um, for in-store signings, in-store acoustic sessions, as well as tour dates, which you do not want to miss this band on the road. I personally, after hearing the album Squeeze, I think this might be the most exciting, dangerous out debut album since Appetite for Destruction, if you like your kind of classical rock sound there. There's a lot of innuendos in the lyrics. Um, it's a great, great album, timeless. So here is our interview with Jordan coming up from the band The Bites. I hope you enjoy it. Jordan, welcome to Set in the Tone. Set in the Tone, welcome to Jordan from the band The Bites from LA, California. Um, Jordan, welcome. Um, let's talk about The Bites' journey. For those who don't know, how did that come together? Because you're a relatively new band, um, from my understanding. I'm not sure how many people are aware of the band over here in the UK. Yeah, we're we're on the newer side. We um we formed in 2019. I came up with the idea the year prior. Just uh, I I had just moved to Los Angeles from uh, my hometown of Chicago, and I was just so immersed in rock and roll. Rock and roll was my roots, so it's always been a part of me. But like being on the Sunset Strip and going to the Rainbow and the Roxy, Sunset Marquee, all these classic places, it was just so cool to be surrounded by that. And um, the guys and I played our first show at the Viper Room on the Sunset Strip in 2019. We started playing more often. We had a, um, we had like a little demo album that I produced myself, like very bare bones, like low production kind of sound. The tunes were all right, you know, but uh, people kept coming back to the show because it was so high energy and just fun. We were just having a good time. And then um, lockdown happened, you know, uh, Mark and I, we just kept writing music. His production skills went through the roof. <laughs> and um, he was. We put together this incredible album, and um, it, it's finally out. <laughs> it yeah, is. It's finally out. It is indeed. It came out, I believe, last Friday, um, and has done very, very well from what I'm hearing. You, you've mentioned there about obviously the pandemic hit for a new band coming through. I'm just about to ask in terms of like making the right moves, but that pandemic must have really been a bit of a, a blessing and a curse at the same time. Like you've been able to. Like you say, Mark's been able to progress with his production skills and the writing, but equally, you haven't been able to get out there and promote the band and put the band out there for people to come and see. So it's a bit of a blessing and a curse in that sense. I, I couldn't put it any better than that. It is exactly a blessing and a curse because it gave us time to focus on the record, you know, like while we weren't able to play, which was mostly just heartbreaking for us, you know, because we, we want to get on the road, we want to play shows, we want to be on a tour and everything. We were able to work on the record. We had all this time on our hands. We did everything in the box. Um, like our, we, we were just writing, we were creating, we were making everything bigger and better. And um, it, it, it absolutely worked out in our favor. Well, we probably went a good year and a half without playing. It was like, it was almost kind of like a, a creative and physical reset for us because when we when we were able to play again it was like a it was like we never left b it was like okay we're bigger and better than we were we're like we're a whole new animal now <laughs> so, yeah, it definitely worked out in our favor the bite is 2.0 coming out of pandemic times <laughs> yes exactly how have you guys found like making the right moves and understanding the pitfalls of the industry because 
there's a lot of them out there. There's a lot of good moves and a lot of bad moves you can make, and there's a lot of good people and there's a lot of bad people. Yes. Um, a lot of it is just doing versus not doing. You know, we between the five of us guys, you know, all of us are we're, we're smart guys. We got we got our business hats on at all times. We're all trying to come up with creative ideas to further the band to further our skills. And um, we, we we can talk about ideas all day long until the cows come home, you know. But it's actually doing and and you know participating in those ideas that that move things along. And um, some ideas work, some don't. Um, some some connections that we make are beneficial. Some just end up being friends you know, or some just yeah. kind of flop or, or flake on us. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like I mentioned, it is just a lot of the, the acting and being proactive that helps us further, you know, the band and gets us bigger and more, more widely known. And, uh, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to be the biggest band in the world. You know? Guns and Roses, LA Guns, more recently Dirty Honey and now yourselves. How do you ensure people coming to see you guys can go, that's what sets the bias apart from everyone else that's been past, present? Oh, man. Um, I mean, like, you're right. Like, there, there, there's so much rock and roll to, like, still touring today. I will say, though, we are... Uh, Jono actually said that, our guitar player said this best. He said, we're not just a rock band for rock fans. We're a band, a, a rock and roll band for everyone. You know, whether, whether you like hip-hop, whether you like jazz music, like, you come to see us... You're gonna have a smile on your face. You're gonna have a good time. We we just uh, we just got off a tour with uh, with the band from the '80s called Metal Church, um, and th- th- they're they're a heavy heavy band for sure. Their their crowd was very like metalheads. They like a, a darker, heavier kind of music. But like while we don't sound like them or look like them at all, like they were great guys and they loved us. We loved them. We were able to convert some fans just because we were up there having fun. <laughs> That's what we do. We we're just. Uh, Having a good time. You said something really crucial about um, just having a good time and, and working and hustling. I think there's a lot of bands, even that have come over to here, that have not necessarily talked with the bands you would have put them together with in terms of the sound and what they sound like. But as long as fans mm-hmm. can see a band are busting it on the stage and they're giving everything, people know they 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 call that bullshit, right? They can see it. They know what they're paying. Oh, for. absolutely. They they, they be, people can identify phony and ingenuine like that. You can see it a mile away, and when you see us having fun, like like truly just being ourselves, we're not we're not wearing costumes, we're not like trying to be someone else, we're not trying to wear somebody else's shoes, like we're just doing us, and we're and people see that, and it, it's infectious, you know. Probably giving you that new love from these bands that you wouldn't necessarily have put together with before. Obviously, I've been out in California. I've mentioned those names, but who who's inspired you guys as a, as a band? I'm sure there's probably many of artists out there that have. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> what's what's great about the five of us, we all have, we all stand under the same umbrella of influences, but because our five tastes and, and styles are so different, you know, we we really span a, a wide uh, wide array of of influences. But my, mine personally, like I I wouldn't be a musician without the Beatles. You know, they're my absolute favorites. John Lennon is my favorite songwriter of all time. But uh, in terms of like kind of the the sound similar um, or the sound alike. Um, Van Halen's a big one. Uh, Aerosmith, Guns N' Roses, um, Zeppelin. You know, <laughs> ACDC's another. But at the end of the day, like, like I said, because we have so many influences, it kind of just comes out as one unique sound that is 
very uniquely the bites. Um, let's talk about the debut album. It came out, like I said, last week on September the 15th by E8 Records. Um, yes. How does it feel to finally have the album out? Obviously, it's been out seven days. What's, what's it like? The dust is settling, the reaction. What's, what's it all been like? I'm, I'm not going to lie. I feel like I lost 20 pounds having the record out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, been, it's been still relieving. It was just a, a wonderful weight off my shoulders. You know, I've, I've been sitting on some of these songs since like 2018, 2019. So the fact that other people can enjoy them, not just in the live show, they can listen to it in the comfort of their own home, on their vinyl, on Spotify, on the radio, however you listen to music. It is just such a, a sense of wonderful release. So um, <laughs> overall, it's been incredibly positive. The reception's been amazing. We've had some great reviews. Um, we uh, we got onto the uh, the midweek top forty in the UK, which is incredibly flattering. Um, Congrats, man! Great- thank you, thank you. Yeah, we got some great chart positions. We we made it onto uh, the world charts here in the states too, which was cool for us. Um, it, it's really been a wonderful reception. We had a, we had an album release party here in Hollywood, and it was like. It was just so like, wonderfully overwhelming. It was just our friends and family all in one place, packed inside our, uh, one of our favorite places. So it was. Uh, it's it's really been incredible so far. And this is just the beginning. This is just cool. the beginning. With with all you guys shouting, "Hey, mums and dads, look, we're not failures. We we are we are real musicians." <laughs> Exactly, exactly. My mom and dad were actually there too, so they were uh, got to experience it with us. Nah, it's really cool. Uh, what's the album about? For those that don't know, have listen. If I were to sum it up, it's just it's a welcome back to timeless music. You know, it, it is rock and roll at the end of the day. There's no denying it, and it's it's not just it's not just another rock album. It's one that you're gonna want to listen to. It's one that when you listen the first time, you know, it's not your first run through. It's, it's going to take you back times in your life where you, you were enjoying yourself, where you're driving down the highway, blasting rock and roll, where you're having your first beer, you know, it's, 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 it's a very youthful, fun, energetic album. And I, I really think it's going to resonate with a lot of people. Right, how'd you go about putting your ideas and the themes together for the album? I mean, in the in the early stages of writing, we were just kind of writing about what we were experiencing in, in here in Hollywood. You know, like like Pretty Boys, like that song is just you know we go out and just all the time there were just these girls looking for pretty boys and cocaine, and it, you know that was it was just at our we that's just what we experienced, and um, it's just kind of reliving and reimagining and or the whole idea of Hollywood, the Sunset Strip, how it was in the 80s, rock and roll, sex drugs, and all that stuff, you know, bringing that to a new era because I feel like there's uh, there's definitely a generational gap from when it was happening as when our heroes were, were on the strip. Oh, you know? I'm so glad you said like I, I was recently out there July, August this year, and I'm, I'm walking down it and I'm just like looking at all this, you know, the Roxy, whiskey, you know, rainbow and going... Oh man, guns. So if these buildings could talk, if these things could talk, and then I'm looking through it and there's a lot of new development there now, a lot of new apartment buildings that are being built. And it kind of feels to me like the city of Hollywood are almost like trying to cleanse that part of the Sunset Strip and wipe away the history, which is quite upsetting because if anyone gets a chance to go out there, I strongly recommend going down there because there's so much history and there's a lot, there's a lot there. There's so much there. There's still so much there. I mean, obviously it has gone through quite a few changes um, even in the last, five six years going back 30 40 years like the the mid 80s oh man like th- th- it was just such a unique place and while some of those some of those uh places are still standing fortunately you know they are they are a little bit different but and then as are the people you know we, we all change we all mature we all grow up but like it it would be 
so cool to really bring that nostalgia into the modern day. And um, there are still some places doing it. The Rainbow Whiskey, you know, we we played yeah. whiskey two three nights ago, and it's uh, even still it just feels really good to stand up on that stage knowing who else has uh, graced that stage. It's quite a small venue, isn't it? I, you know, I stepped into it the first time, like I say, this summer, and I was like, oh, I was expecting you to be a little bit bigger, but you kind of walk in an upstairs bit. And you've got your stage, which is quite a big stage, but the actual floor area down there is quite a, a niche. I don't know, maybe 500 capacity, maybe. It's quite a nice yeah, it's, venue. It's definitely more intimate than one would say. And, and like, I, I remember my first time walking in, I was like, oh, <laughs> but like, like not, not like turned off or anything. We're like, oh, this is how it is. Like, this is the whiskey. Okay, cool. Because like, you, you see so many different pictures and videos. That, that big, tall, round building, and you step in, it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. It's so cool. It's such a cool venue. Um, yeah. Obviously, we've, we've mentioned how well Squeeze has done. I, I noticed that there was a lot of physical units sold, a lot of CDs and vinyls in the first few days. I could see that from the social media pages and here records posting. What's that been like in terms of getting that physical product back in people's hands? For me, physical is the way. I love digital, but give me a physical release any day. That artwork and the line of notes. Beautiful. Absolutely. I, I'm over the moon that we've had such great reception with the with the physicals, you know. It was um we we had plenty of uh of vinyls and CDs to sign as a band that people had pre ordered and, and ordered from the website and everything. So we were signing them. We got to see the like the the sleeves themselves, but it wasn't until the album release party when um just one of my buddies, he was like, Hey, like I gotta buy a vinyl. He he opened it up in front of me. And he took out like the liner notes and I hadn't seen that yet. Like I knew that they were, they had like a booklet for the inside, but he was like, he was reading it like a book and I'm like standing next to him, just like in utter awe and astonishment that like this huge tangible thing, like it's an experience. It's not just the tunes, but it's the smell of the wax. It's the, it's turning the huge pages. I've said this to so many bands that uh, I love physical because it's physical and it's the, the blood, sweat, tears, the physical product. Digital's great because you think, you know, I can get an album on release day like that, but just having that physical being, it's, it's golden. I can't have proof enough to go and get physical. Get physical, please. Go yes. buy physical copies. Um, in terms of your general inspiration, you know, whether it be for this album or things in life, where do you pull that from? Is it stuff like taking up? Uh, I don't know, general hikes or playing sport. Is there anything like that that pulls into your everyday limit? I mean, between the the five of us, we're all pretty social guys. You know, we spend a lot of our time just um, going out with friends, trying new places, going to our regular haunts. And it's just a lot of, um, just a lot of positive experiences that lead to just keeping the mind fresh. You know, I've definitely mm-hmm. meeting new people, experiencing new things. But uh, fortunately, we do live in a place where the weather's great year round. So every once in a while, we'll yeah. let them run, uh, run in or Fryman Canyon just for a, just a touch grass, as they say. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and a quiet uh, breathe in, breathe out kind of moment. And um, it is nice. It's 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 great for the head. It's great for the soul. And it's, uh, it definitely helps us out a lot. So <laughs> trying to stay physically active is definitely something we got to do too, especially being on the road for as long as we're like to. Um, I, I haven't come across many out of shape people in California. Everyone's such a fit nut. They're so, you know, into their, into their fitness. So, you know, definitely, like you say, the weather's beautiful out there. It really is. I, I think whenever it rains, people are just like, oh God, thank God for the rain because we've had like six months <laughs> about it. So, seriously. Um, 
Just going back to the album briefly, was there a section or a song on the album that you went, oh my God, we've nailed that. That is that is my favourite section on the album or, or favourite song? Ah, man. I, I mean, it's, the, the songs in a way, are, it's like, they're like my children. You know, I love them all. I'm so proud of them all. I will say though, if you were to blindfold somebody, like, like, like a random stranger, not even like a rock fan, if you were to blindfold somebody that's never heard the bites before and play Love Affair, if you asked them what year that came out, I would say 99 out of 100 people would be like, oh, this had to have come out in like 1978. <laughs> I feel like that song in particular is like truly the most genuine classic rock and roll song that we've created. And it, it, it's just... I don't know. It's just got something special about it. It really, really resonates with me. It feels good. I love it. And that's fine. That's what's fine. Yeah. And in terms of your artwork and title, how easy did that come together? Was that almost like an instant choice or was there a little bit of back and forth between yourselves and the band there? I, I had that idea even before the pandemic. And um, it, 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 was, it was right before it happened. And then about a year later, I finally was able to take the photograph and literally it was yeah two and a half years of having the photograph of the album before like the album was even done so i knew that was going to be the album cover squeeze had already been recorded and everything and then um other songs came in and out of it but uh, i i knew for a fact that that was going to be like the timeless rock and roll album cover for our debut <laughs> so that's, that's pretty cool like obviously was, was there anything that kind of tempts you any anything that you saw going maybe that could replace the artwork or were you just like say so headstrong that this is the artwork i, I was i was pretty hell-bent on it we did have a um we, we wanted like a like an alternative take like just in case they did like a special um special release or limited release of it yeah. and we had like a, a couple ideas like we had one where there was like a girl holding like a tube of toothpaste like she was like squeezing it into her mouth or whatever like a couple different ideas but like and i liked the idea but it was like nah the, the original just like the torso, that's like, that's it. That's the that's the squeeze album, you know. That's pretty cool. And did the did the title itself for the album Squeeze come together quite easy for yourself? There was many ideas on on the title of the album. I think because it was so simple and like direct, it was just like, no, that's it. <laughs> that's the album, you know. Like we we had a bunch of great songs that we liked, but uh, I feel like it was just so fitting that we kind of molded everything else around it so it fit in with everything you know did you um other than the pandemic we've obviously we've mentioned the pandemic for everyone was there any challenges making the album whether it be getting everyone in the studio at the same time because of the, the measures that were in place across the world fortunately putting the album together during that time was was easy because we did have all that time on our hands you know and, and we did everything like in our apartment <laughs> so getting everybody together yeah. that was pretty easy the, the, like i said the one downfall was just not being able to like play but we got it done uh it's it's fortunately behind us now and uh now we're touring we, we, we literally just got back yesterday from that metal church run and um it, it's it kind of insane to us that in two months we're going to be in the uk we are so over the moon about it we cannot it's, wait. It's funny you mention that because I was literally about to ask what is next and you've just said it. The UK has got a <laughs> tour um, in, in a month or so. What, what, you, what are your expectations? Is it your first time over as a band in the UK or have you all kind of individually been over at one stage? I've, I've been over there before and I absolutely loved it. I cannot wait to return. But as a band, it's going to be our first time over there playing our tunes. And um, honestly, like in a good way, my expectations, like, I, I don't have any expectations. I don't know what to expect. I'm just excited. I know we're going to have incredible turnouts. The the label has told us that uh, some of the venues are already like half full, which is amazing. We still have two months before we even step foot over there. So uh, it's going to be a great, great experience for us all. We're going to have some packed shows. We're doing some um, 
uh, in-store signings at like record shops. So we'll do some like cut down for acoustic performances, which are going to be great. And um, a couple festivals. It's really going to be a, a game changer experience for us. No, that's cool. Absolutely fine. I'm looking forward to that. It should be a, a good time. Is, um, other than obviously the UK tour, have you got any more touring planned up for 2024? Or are you just having a bit of time away from that after that's done? Uh, we have about two weeks break after for Christmas after we get back from the UK. And then we're doing a quick uh, West Coast run with a cat named uh, Jerry James Nichols. He's like oh, a blue yeah. guy. Yeah, I've heard the name. Um, yeah, yeah. cool guy. Yeah. yeah, we're excited about that one. Should and then uh, a couple couple random festivals, not random, a couple uh, sporadic festivals in uh, the summer of 2024. But I know for certain we're definitely going to have a very, very busy year, which we're all looking forward to. That's absolutely fine. Uh, nothing yeah. better than being busy. Keep it keeping exactly. actually rolling. Uh, just some quick five questions, really, to close out our time together today. Um, yeah. If you could share a cold drink with, who would it be? The person or persons could be dead or alive. Oh, man. Um I know he doesn't drink anymore, but I would love to sit down and hear every story that Alice Cooper has. <laughs> yeah, agreed. <laughs> I, I feel like he's just got so many great stories and has just seen so much, met so many people, had so many incredible, incredible experiences. That'd be a good one to share a pint with. Yeah, one of the last um, true heroes still going, right? There's not many Absolutely. of them. Still going, still slaying it. <laughs> Definitely. Um, in terms of making an album with, you know, who would you like to make an album with? Oof. Who would I like to make an album with? Um, uh, Mutt Lang, Rob Mutt Lang, the uh, the producer. He'd be an incredible, incredible collaborator to uh, one of these days <laughs> be in the studio with. That's pretty cool. Joe, you're, you're the second person in a week that said that. I was speaking to um, a fan last week. I can't mention the name just yet because the episode's not got out. But um, <laughs> they, they, they were talking about the exact same answer. So that's pretty interesting. Um, Love that. Love that. That's, and they're a California-based band. So, uh, oh, funny. Uh, and an album coming out next month. I can't say too much more to that. <laughs> I'll give the chick away. I, 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 can say, I can take a guess. I can take a guess, but I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the last album you listened to, or current album you listened to? The very last album I listened to, what was it? Oh, it was, it was Van Halen 1. We were, we were in the van yesterday, heading back from uh, Northern California, and that was the last one we played. Really cool. Um, yeah. And if you could put a band together, who would be in your band? Oof. Do I want to be selfish? Do I want to be experimental? Oh, what do I do? What do I do? Just remember, this is your um, chance to, to wipe the slate clean if you had to. <laughs> right. In a perfect world, in a perfect world, on drums, it would be John Bonham. Yep. On, on lead guitar, it would be Eddie Van Halen. On the bass guitar, it would be um, it would be John Entwistle, mm-hmm. and in the frontman slot, it's gonna be me. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Absolutely fine. And then the very lastly for me, Jordan, what makes music so special for you? It, to me, it all comes back down to the live show. You know, like I, I love writing music, I love producing, I love like the, the idea of putting an album together, all the business behind it. But it is the performance aspect of it that kind of makes me like blackout in a sense like <laughs> it, it is a I, i'm a whole different person when i'm on stage and it's uh, it's really special it's really just it, it, it is the reason i do what i do and i'm extremely grateful that i get to do that for a living and uh more importantly i get to share it with 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 folks who love rock and roll music so it's uh very lucky I'm very lucky <laughs> 
No, absolutely fine. Jordan from the Bites, thank you very much for taking the time out of your day to join us on Sound of the Tone today. Absolutely awesome. I wish you all the best of luck with the album. It is out currently. It is called Squeeze. So go and check out stream, purchase. And then also, if you like it, go and get a ticket for the UK shows that are coming up like in a matter of weeks. So what you got to lose? What you got to lose? Absolutely. We're so excited, man. Thank you so much. Not a problem, man. All the very best. and hope to catch you on the shows. Yes. Yeah, we'll see you over there. <laughs> Take care, my friend. Bye-bye for now. Thank you so much, Rob. Hello everyone and welcome back. So that was our interview with Jordan from the band The Bites. I hope you enjoyed it. Like I say, The Bites are hitting the UK in November, playing a host of venues up and down the country, as well as some limited in-store signs. Um, the link, I will post a link for The Bites' linked entry, where it's got a host of links um, displaying different information. That will be... Um, put out on Set and Tone's Facebook and Instagram pages. So if you head over to Set and Tone UK podcast, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram and I'll post a link there. I want to say a massive thank you to Jordan for his time. A massive thank you to Dan over at Ear 8 Records for helping put this one together. And of course, to you people out there for tuning in to yet again another interview, another episode from Set and Tone and hearing my voice. As always, if you've got something that you're in a band or a single and you you, you know you want to talk about, you've got that coming up, even a tour or you know whatever it may be band related please feel free to reach out via email which is stt-setandtoneoutlook.com or you can find us on like i said our social media channels which we're on facebook and instagram and the handle for that is set and tone uk podcast um happy to review those submissions if you you know want to come on and talk about being a new band or a band that might have an album on the way or an ep a single whatever it is band related please feel free to reach out and we'll see what we can do as always thank you very much for tuning to today's episode it means the absolute world to have your support on you know as always can't thank you enough until the next time stay safe take care and bye-bye for now thank you Thank <laughs> you.